0: Welcome to... The Adventures in Valagorn! The following stories are collaborations inspired by the spirit of tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons. Our world, Valagorn, is of my own creation. My name is Blake Crist, and I will act as the Dungeon Narrator. Today's story pertains to the following heroes Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan, Vashti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Christ, and Paisho Wukong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. This episode is a continuation of a story starting with Episode 1 of the Fuku, Entering Civilization. Your experience with the adventures in Valagon may be more enjoyable if you start there. Valagon! <laughs> THE STORY OF THE FUKU EPISODE 4 THE PEOPLE OF Galip. I feel fantastical, akin to a teeny-bopper. When Raphael awakes, he feels a looseness in his joints, and getting out of the wooden chair he slept in is much easier than when he
1: settled into it. Oh, Oh, I've got a major crick in the neck.
2: Raphael, your face.
1: What?
0: Has it aged again? Raphael's hands go to his face in a flash. Where he expects to feel wrinkles, he finds nothing but slightly sun-leathered skin. Ah,
3: I'm hung again. My youth has returned. Oh,
0: good for you. Wukong lays back down on the floor, accompanied by some moaning.
3: This chair must be magical. You should sit here, Wukong, and feel its healing power.
2: Mm doubt very much gunter has a chair with magical restorative powers
1: don't be classist <laughs> got you there
2: fine i will show you then
0: vashti reaches out her arms palms up and focuses herself to sense magical energies throughout the room from Raphael's pack she picks up the feeling of a mind-altering magic and the sense of the power of nature from the flower-carved staff she had found the night before but from gunter's homemade chair
1: nothing
2: You see? Not magical.
1: What did that prove? You just put your hands up and down. Oh, I have witnessed
3: Vasti's magic firsthand, so I will trust her in this. But that did seem a bit like a trick.
2: There is no trick, I swear.
3: Do you swear by Peul?
2: Yes, I swear by my goddess I speak the truth. But it isn't very kind to force a person to do so, Raphael.
3: I'm sorry, Vashti. I was just so certain.
2: Well, you were certainly wrong. You do, however, have something magical in your pack. I know not exactly its purpose, so I would use it with caution.
3: Oh, yes. I found this vial of pink stuff right before those shadow creatures attacked us.
2: Oh, what's
1: that on the table?
2: Oh, a note from Gunter.
1: Gone chorin. Ella it should be about. She told me she'd like y'all to say goodbye before you're off.
4: Thank you again,
1: G. You're gonna. You're gonna read it out loud?
2: Let's just say that I have.
1: Well, I'd
3: like to be on my way at any rate. Have a murderous orc to catch and all?
1: Oh yeah, and it's way past drinking time.
2: You drank at breakfast?
1: That was hours ago. Silly.
2: <sighs> all right. Let us journey back. But shall we say farewell to Ellet?
1: The trio exit
0: the fixed cottage and wander around the back where they find Ellet facing the wood. They see a rustling within the foliage, moving away from her.
2: Was that Gula? Yeah. You know him too?
3: Yes. He tried to help us find you.
2: What a
1: good friend. But I had to tell him Daddy said not to go in the wood anymore. And this time I think he really meant it. Who that seems sad, but I don't understand a single word he says. Me either. I tried, I really did. But hey, he speaks at least one other language. Right,
2: Voshti? Yes, but I doubt Elit speaks Silvarin. Though, it may be easier to find a text on that subject rather than Schmoog. Perhaps one day you will be able to converse with him.
1: You really think so?
2: Yes, but it will take hard work and study. Yeah,
1: I think it'd be worth it to know what Cool is thinking.
2: Are, are you guys leaving now?
1: <laughs> you betcha. Yes,
3: there are things to do. We have been unfortunately dejected by searching for you.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Ralph
3: Oh, don't hear me wrong, little one. We're happy you're safe. We just need to be carrying on, is all.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, by the goddess, I'd forgotten. This belongs to you, I think.
0: Vashti reaches into her many dark coverings and produces a doll of straw, made to look like the young Miss Ficht.
1: <sighs> my dolly! I thought I lost you forever and ever!
2: Thank you, Miss Whisperwind! You are very welcome, my child. Wait, are you, my mummy? Because that would be so cool!
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: After an explanation that was awkwardly longer and more detailed than it should have been... The trio step back to the road. Before they leave, Vashti takes her new staff and stands in front of the little house.
2: I want to try something.
0: The priestess closes her eyes and places the end of the staff to the ground. The fingers of both hands wrap tightly around it. The earth shakes for a moment. What are you doing, Vashti? Are you trying to level their house? From the bottom of the staff, green lines of fresh roots spring out and around the quaint dwelling. Look out! From these vines, beds of well-manicured plants with wide leaves burst forward. And from them, stalks of budding white bells sprout. Months of growth in an instant.
1: Wow, well, you're the greatest. Maybe will reward my mommy.
0: With one final farewell, they start their
1: walk back to Galeep. So, since when could you do that?
2: Oh, the flowers? This staff I took from the tomb allowed me to do so. Well, What else can it do? I'm not sure it does anything else. The perfect tool, really. This power of growth will bring symbols of peace and serenity wherever I go.
3: But why those flowers?
2: I don't know how it is here, but where I am from, flowers are very important. They have their own language, if you will. Those lilies, the lily of the valley, specifically means a return to happiness.
1: Ah,
3: I really saw you. Well, I thought that was what they were. But is that plant not poisonous?
2: I believe so. But <laughs> you don't eat it, Raphael. Yes,
3: but it grows berries. Oh.
2: And?
0: And a small child lives there.
2: Oh. Oh,
0: no. Ashi scurries back up the road to the thick cottage to tell the child not to consume the plant. They finally come back upon the trotter's trough, and while there is not a crowd outside to watch Wukong fight, the inside seems lively enough for the late afternoon.
1: Well, i will stop in and say hello to Wanda. Yeah,
0: that's what he wants to do in there.
1: Hey, I live here. Practically. I sleep in a tree out back. Fuck you.
2: Hmm, I do wish to inform Wanda of last night's events. Also, I believe I owe her some service.
3: Oh, I suppose it's as good of a next stop as any. Adventure!
1: Wanda! (laughs) I've missed you.
5: Wukong, what happened last night?
0: Wanda Fwent continues to serve beverages to the table she stands
5: at, but
0: her eyes stay on the entering heroes.
4: Oh, come on. Now I'm going to smell like ale all day.
5: You already did, Jardoff.
4: Uh, that's fair.
5: Come in and sit. Did you find Elit?
2: <sighs> yes,
5: she is home safe. Oh, thank the gods. Run into any trouble?
1: Uh, you know it. Wolves, ghosts, schmugglers, you oh, name it.
5: Ghosts? Really? <sighs> so the tall tails aren't so tall, huh?
3: <laughs> I don't think any of them had tails.
2: When we finally came upon Ellet,
5: she was herself possessed by a spirit. Oh, my.
3: Oh, yes, but the other ghosties conceived her to leave Ellet's body.
5: What? That sounds grotesque.
2: He means that some poor souls helped us get Ellet back.
1: Hey, Wanda, can we get around?
5: Oh, sure. What'll you have? Any
1: craft left.
5: A few mugs full, but that'll be it till fall.
1: Perfect. I'll take a pint. Oh, may I try some?
5: Oh, yes, of course. And you, Vashti? Oh, no thank you. Are you sure? It's made from the apples Gunter grows in Felteep. It's sweet and sour and refreshing. Hmm, interesting. All right,
2: I'll try it.
3: What was that little spirit girl's name? Tanya?
2: Her name was Tanya Tisht. <laughs> the, the
0: working hands of the trough's proprietor cease their doing and retreat to her face to cover the horrified expression that has appeared there. Oh, who's going to
5: drink that? Wanda, what is wrong?
0: Yes, we were the ones who saw the ghosties,
3: not you.
5: you. You said you met Tanya Tisht? Yes, we have. Did you know her? In life, hardly. I, I was a babe. Her brother, though... I count him among my friends. He's the lord of the region. He lives here in Galip at Tisht Manor, on the far side of town. Poor Trin. After these forty years, I'm not sure he's ever moved on. I think he still hopes she's out there somewhere.
1: Well then, you'll be glad to hear that she is. I think she meant alive, Rav. Oh.
3: Well, yes, there's that.
4: Excuse me. I couldn't help it over here, but, overhear, but- you were talking about Tanya. Firstly, let me introduce myself. I'm Jardar Ferrier. I'm the town sheriff. I suppose I should thank you for finding that little girl. And, uh, Trin and I, well, we go way back. I remember when little Tanya went missing. Now, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to break the news to Lord Tisht. It would break his heart, and I would like to be there for him.
2: You sound like a good friend. Offering to deliver such somber news.
4: Well, Trin's been there for me through some... some tough times. I don't think I'll delay. Uh,
0: Wanda?
5: It's on your tab.
0: Uh, Thank you. The lanky sheriff grabs his hat and warily walks out of the door and towards his friend's home.
5: Gods, I'd hate to be there when Trin hears.
3: Why? Is he easy to
0: anger?
5: Oh, no, no. In fact, he's a bit of a bottler... May burst into tears over these years of wondering, though.
1: Well, I was sad.
5: Can we have a drink? Wukong!
1: What? It's a tavern, Voshti. That's what people do here.
5: It's it's okay. He may be selfish, but he's right. I have people to serve. I've got ale, and if you're looking for something new, Crander dropped off a crate of his grass wine.
1: Why? <laughs> you served
5: that? Oh, I was hoping you hadn't tried any yet. Wait, where have you tried any? Nobody really makes it nowadays.
0: The Venara, using his long tail, grabs a bottle out of his pack and sets it on the bar as he lays his head in the prop of his hands.
1: Found this little guy in Eleven just like him on our travels. Somebody, however, only grabbed two. I
3: grabbed Four. You drank one this morning. Then where's the other? That
1: one's for me. Well, I'll expect you to share.
5: May may we try some now, Wukong?
1: Oh. How can I refuse you, Wanda? Can
5: we get some service over here? I'll be there in a minute.
0: Wanda pulls two glasses and sets them on the counter as Wukong pops the bottle's age-old cork. Like an affluent connoisseur, Wanda swirls her glass and smells the light green liquid before sipping.
5: Mmm, wow. Um, don't tell Crander, but this is way better than his brew.
1: I'm glad you like. We
2: just want another round.
5: Well, who is this Crander? Oh, a strange old man from just up the road. He, uh, runs a shop out of his home.
1: There is a shop. In town. With a whole lot of alcohol in it.
5: No, no, I don't think so. He sells oddities, mostly. The grass whiny only brews from time to time. Oh, come on, Wanda!
0: Wukong jumps atop his barstool and swivels towards the shouting man. She said just a minute!
5: Gods have mercy, I'm coming! Sit down, Wukong. Wanda, let me help you, as I said I would. Oh, thank you, Vashti. That would be great. Will you go to that far table and just get their order? I'll deal with our happy customer over here.
0: Both Wanda and Vashti go to work, and the boys Ming. sit there for a moment, sipping grass wine. So, uh,
3: what were you planning
0: to do today?
3: You're looking at it.
1: Oh.
0: After about an hour of looking at what it was Wu Kong was doing, Raphael exits the trotter's trough to stretch his legs. The town seems relatively quiet outside the tavern, except for the pinging of a hammer. Oh, what a waste of a day. I'll never find Cogrock at this rate. It is now that the archer notices a cobbled-together sign right beside the trough that reads, Blacksmith, without the C.
3: Are are you the
4: blacksmith, then? Yes, sir, I am. Jim Nip's the name. Clanging iron's my game. How can I do you for? It? Well, perhaps you can help me.
3: But I would like to point out, and I hope I'm not being rude, but your sign is spelled wrong.
4: Ah, is it? <laughs>
3: In what way? Yes,
0: yeah, see, there should be an E at the end. Oh, well, thank you. Lucky me, it's an easy fix. The Smithy walks to the back of his open air stall and grabs a small pail of Atari black liquid and a brush. I'll make it proper now, as not to forget. The man dips his brush, and then proceeds to paint a misplaced E at the end of his misspelled word. And upside down, no less. How's it look? Fantastical. I sure am glad to have your help, partner. Folk
4: round here, they're friendly, sure, but they seem to turn a blind eye on occasion. Who knows? Maybe they think they're being nice, not saying anything. Can I get you something? I'll give you a discount. Really? All right. Well, I am an archer. What have you in the way of arrows?
0: Ah, uh, well, that's my specialty, along with shoes or horses. Jim pulls out a bundle of arrows and spreads them across a work table for Raphael to see. Most of their shafts are twisted or bent.
4: Oh. I see. I'll give you thirty for one gold. That's with the discount? Yes, sir. I'm throwing in ten arrows for that price. Uh huh. Well, I'm just realizing. I
3: don't have any coins on me.
0: After lying, Raphael suddenly remembers the fine he made on his journey the night before, and reaches into his bag. What about this
3: lovely, precocious rhinestone? What will you give me for that? Well,
0: howdy! Uh,
4: I ain't no gem cutter, but I can tell you you can have the lot. That's
0: nearly a hundred arrows.
3: Magnanimous.
4: Here you are, sir.
0: The men finish their exchange. Jim even empties a bag of clubs, designed for a game he says he doesn't have time for anyway, so that Raphael can carry the misshapen missiles.
3: What a domicile. Trading something of use
0: for a stupid stone. Raphael continues his journey down the street. He passes a few establishments, closed for the evening, reading their signs as he passes. First, across the street, he sees Quint Butchery and he marvels how it could be that this store owner could have the same first name as Wanda's last. He then passes Galeeper's Mister, which appears to be a place where many useful things could be bought. This last storefront sits on the corner of what seems to be the town's only intersection. To Raphael, it is the single largest square area of lifeless earth he has ever seen. What monsters. I thought
3: militarization. No, not militarization. None. Civil. Civil. C- civil. Civilities? No. Ah, I thought civility materialization was supposed to be a good thing. No. Civility
0: The ranger turns the no. corner around Gleeper's mister to glimpse what lies down that way. No. And he sees not too far off a house with overgrown weeds and strange no, lawn Oh, no, that's wrong. There is a hand-painted sign, better made than the blacksmith's. It reads, Crander's, and it appears it's still operating business at this hour. In fact, the door is wide open, and light pours out of it. Raphael decides to go in and meet the old man he has heard of. (sighs) Good, good scary kitty. Raphael steps onto the porch. He is greeted by a plump black-and-white cat with blood-red eyes and teeth abnormally long for a feline. The cat also has long, black wisps of hair sprouting from the tips of its pointed ears. While keeping a close eye on the mean creature, the archer sidesteps into the shop. Not much to Raphael's surprise, the interior of the shop is just as messy as the exterior. There are stacks of books, crates of vials, weapons hanging on the wall as well as littered on the floor. And the overwhelming smell of cat urine. Dear gods, this guy's worse than a ghoul. Oh, I have
6: found it, Your Majesty. I told you that it was either in Galavant's tome of Plainer Travel or in the Hallenstein Travel Company.
0: Why, you're not King Snugglewumps, are you? Standing before Raphael is a very old man quite possibly older than the ranger's now-past-adoptive father, the Hermit Magoo. This man has a long, white beard that may have been yellow or brown at one point. His skin is a good few shades darker than most of the other humans Raf has seen in the area. In the old man's arms he carries a gigantic tome, which surprises Raphael, because of the man's frail (coughs) frame.
3: No, sir. I am Raphael Anastas Magoo. King of no land, justice you say,
6: oh, it has been a good many years since I've heard that name. Mm-mm. Oh, but pardon me, an in- introduction is in order, I suppose. My name is Cranu Wanswallow. You must forgive me. I take to conversing with my cat after hours. Speaking of, we are closed now. Can your needs wait till tomorrow? Oh, well, the the door was open. I I was just walking around. Oh, that's snuckle Always opening the house to guests and then guarding the entrance like a gargoyle. Don't you, snuggle Wobbly? Yes, you do. <laughs> so, you are a bit of a wanderer, eh?
3: Find trouble staying at one place, do you? I suppose so. I did spend my life in the Pousquet up until this point. That is, one place.
6: A mighty large place, is it not?
3: Yes, say true it is. And how do you find
6: it? Hm? The world of people, my dear fellow.
3: Oh, I don't know. I only came because the man who raised me was murdered. And I haven't found anything of his assolvent. Cogrock.
6: Oh, well then. You mustn't have been on the search long. That bully is well known in these parts. Really? What can you tell me of him? This seems like a long conversation, young Anastas. Perhaps you will come back tomorrow, yes? I have much work to do this evening. Research really never ends though, does it?
3: Not if you keep track of things the first time you find them.
6: True enough, I suppose. Please, come again tomorrow.
3: As I said, there will be time for
6: talk then.
3: Can you not just tell me where I might find him?
6: That in and of itself may take hours to explain.
0: Now please, Mr. Anastas, come another time. As they talk, and as if he has no control of his own legs, Raphael walks backwards, out the door, and onto the porch. King Snuggle
6: once your majesty. <coughs>
0: Entree! Entree! The cat comes from between the archer's legs and into the house. Farewell, sir. Without anyone touching it, the door to Crandor's home slams shut in Raphael's face.
3: How rude. I don't think I like being called a
0: nastis. The ranger stands at the door, dumbstruck. His mind races from possibility to improbability, As to what this old man may know about the evil orc he has sworn revenge upon, finally he decides to return to the Trotters' trough. Maybe there he could find more answers about Crander.
2: Where is Ralph off to?
1: Hmm. No, I don't know. Probably thinks he's getting something done somewhere.
2: I thought you had said you would help him.
1: Yeah, but not tonight.
2: It does seem quite urgent to him, Wu Kong.
1: Well, then you go help him.
2: I have other obligations.
1: Oh yes, yeah. speaking of, you make a pretty good server.
2: That's very kind of you to say.
1: Yeah. Can I get another ale?
2: I don't know, Wu Kong. I you've had quite a bit. I think I should confer with Wanda before serving you any more. I'm not sure what limits she has in place.
1: Limits? Limits? There are no limits here. The limit's the sky with apple pie and roses. Come on, Voshti. Help a guy out.
2: No, I don't think so. I'm sorry. Wada! What is it, Wukong? Thmore?
0: Thmore. Miss Fwent, much less busy than earlier, but tired from the rush of the day, waddles over to the bar and grabs the Venara's mug. The proprietor looks sternly not at her barfly regular, but at Vashti, her new
1: staff, as she says.
5: Last one. I mean it. Oh, okay. Understood. Oh, you know what? In the rush of everything, I almost forgot. I had a little business idea, and it involves you, Wukong.
1: Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, oh, don't tell me. Acrobatic circus. With, um, a flea. As the ringmaster.
5: (laughs) Well, that's very close. Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) No. I want to host a tournament here at the trough.
1: A tournament? Well, that's amazing. Brilliant. Best idea I've heard all day. Wait. How does this involve me?
5: I want you to fight in it, Wukong.
1: This idea gets better and better.
5: Anyone can play, including you, Vashti, if you like. (laughs) No, not I. I thought you said you had little
2: interest in violence.
5: Well, yes, but look at all the customers we had today. They were all here to ask where Wukong was, and when I said he'd hopefully be back at it tomorrow, most stayed for a meal. Imagine if we spread the word, plan it out for a week from now. There's a full moon next Paulesta, the, uh, 22nd, but, you know, we'll do it on Via I'm not going to be host to fighting on a peace day, but... I thought calling it a full moon tournament would still be fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Moon's good for fire, I'd say.
5: And if it's a hit, we can do it on the next full moon.
1: Many promising returns.
5: I suppose I
2: could participate by providing care to anyone badly injured.
5: Oh, I hope it doesn't come to that, but yes, some insurance would be good. Thank you. You mentioned Star. Is there a holiday to the goddess I'm unaware of? Oh, no, sweetness, that's a day of the week. Let's see, it's Viamesta, Machalesta, Josuesta, Diatresta, Bialista, Dulaesta, and lastly, Peolesta, and back to the beginning again. (sighs) Once a week, a day for you.
2: Was that a
1: spell or something?
5: (laughs) You're drunk.
1: And... uh, Point taken,
0: I'm going to bed. Wukong leaves the bar and walks toward the window.
1: That's not the... Not Wanda. Not Vashti. Good night, everybody. Good night, night Wukong. 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 Oh, jeez. I know my name.
0: The Venara finishes climbing outside. Vashti goes to the window and watches her new friend walk to his sleeping place. While she does so, her hand unconsciously reaches into her wrappings to hold what might be the half of a walnut shell tied into a necklace of string.
2: He really does live in a tree. What a strange kinship, I feel. I think I like this one, goddess.
3: Alright, I want answers. Just who is this Crander fellow, and what does anyone here
0: know about Kogrok? Shh. The entirety of the trough's occupants look up in silence at the archer's outburst. Then, almost as quickly, they act as if nothing has happened, and return to their revels. Come here. Raphael approaches the bar, less angry now, but twice as confused.
5: You can't just go around, bursting into people's places of business, and start shouting like that.
3: I didn't mean to be rude. I just...
5: Rude? You nearly cleared out the place, startling my customers like that. Now, if you got questions, you ask me, understand? Uh, I think so. What has happened that made you act this way, Raphael?
3: I visited this Cranderman shop and he said some very integrating vogue things and then shut me out of his house with some strange magic I didn't even see him cast.
5: Well, I don't know too much about him, but he's always been kind to me. Just keeps to himself is all. Some say he's an old sorcerer, but, you know, I don't like spreading rumors like that. He moved here from the east maybe 20 years ago. That's all I can tell you. Besides, yeah, he does sell some magical goods. Okay,
3: all right. But I talked to him, and he seems to hold knowledge
0: of Kagrok. Shh.
5: What did I say? Keep your voice down. Come back here, and I'll tell you what I know.
0: Wanda then escorts Raphael into the prep room behind the bar, and Vashti, intrigued by the woman's behavior, follows.
5: Okay, I think we'll be fine back here.
3: Good. Now where can I find Coggle?
5: Raphael, please. You don't have to say his name.
3: Oh, cram it, Wanda. What can you tell me about this man?
2: Raph, please, try not to get so worked up. Wanda, why is there
5: this need of secrecy? Most in Galip have had run-ins with him. He goes across the clearance, town to town, shop to shop, demanding money for protection.
3: He's a man of business?
5: (laughs) I wouldn't say so. If the townsfolk pay him for any legitimate protection, it's from him and his goons. I I personally have never dealt with him directly. He steers clear from the trough for some reason. Well, then
3: why doesn't your lord, what's-his-name, or Sheriff Dardoff... Dardoff. Whatever! Why have they done nothing about this?
5: While I have no doubt they know about the situation, no one's willing to give away any information. They're afraid it'll mean their lives. They have families, you know. That makes sense. Right, Raphael?
3: No. If a creature threatens you or your livelihood, you fight back.
2: Not everyone is as capable or
5: willing to take up arms as you might be.
3: I find this unexceptional.
5: As far as I'm aware, it's an everyday experience for most. I don't think that is what he meant.
3: It doesn't matter what I meant. Something has to be done about this. Where can I find him?
5: I don't know. He comes and goes, and sometimes he sends his underlings instead of coming at all. Like I said, he does this throughout the country. Maya might... No, I'm sorry. You should leave her alone. Maya? Maya who? No, I shouldn't have mentioned her in the first place. She's been through more than enough. Please, Raph... Leave her out of this.
3: Where can I find her, Barkeep?
5: I said I won't tell you. Raphael, please. Wanda is our friend.
2: Do not let this make her your enemy.
3: Why shouldn't I? She protects my enemy.
2: Because doing so would lose me as a friend. Do you want that?
3: No, I... I don't have many friends.
0: So no. I don't want that. Forgive me. Raphael turns to leave the back room, too frustrated to stay with the women.
5: Raph, be careful. He, Cogrock, has spies everywhere. And, and I want both of you to please take a room tonight, as a thank you from earlier, for helping Elit.
0: I'll be careful. And thank you. The archer walks away and to a room. After finishing the night's work with Wanda, during which they seldom spoke, Vashti also found a room to rest. Will our heroes unravel this knotted riddle around Cogrock? And will Raphael have his revenge? It may be a long road, but tune in next time to find out on... THE ADVENTURES IN Valagon. This episode of The Adventures in Valagon would not have been possible without the vocal talents of our cast. Of course we have our heroes! Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan. Boshti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Crist. Pai Shou Wu Kong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. The remaining of our cast in order of appearance is as follows. Gunter Ficht, voiced by Christopher Sims. Helit Ficht, voiced by Kenneth Glynn. Wanda Fwent, voiced by Sarah Daly. Jardoff Farrier, voiced by Ken Mann. Our Happy Customer, voiced by Blake Christ. King Snugglewumps, voiced by Jeff Porter. Crander Wandswallow, voiced by Greg Callahan. And I am Blake Christ, your Dungeon Narrator. Thank you all for listening. The Adventures in Valigorn is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. We plan to return to you with more adventure on the 19th of each month. In the meantime, like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, review, and check up on us through Facebook or the FictionWorks 19 Instagram page.